0: I admit that today, this topic will begin far more informational than it will intimate. But if you stay with me, I believe you'll find that it leads us to a deep understanding of the compassionate love of God. Let's say a word of prayer. O glorious and great Father who is in heaven, the King of the universe, the creator of all that is. We come to you in the name of our Lord Jesus, whom you sent in order that we could have a deep and abiding relationship with you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you give us understanding and you give us wisdom and that you draw us closer into the embrace of God. Be with us now, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So the question that I've been just playing around with in my mind recently is what is the difference between a contract and a covenant? I think it's very important. It's certainly relevant to us because we are a covenant people. So let's let's just consider that for a couple of moments. You see, a contract is very transactional. In a transaction, it simply sets forth the criteria. If you do this, I will do that. So, for example, we purchased a piece of property and in the contract, if we pay this amount of money, they will provide us with this property. It doesn't have to be personal at all. It can even be done without you even knowing the other party. If the contract is breached, then there are consequences, and the authorities, if, necessarily, will, if necessary, will come in and they will make sure that whatever the consequences were as defined, that they will be fulfilled. And I think it's very important to recognize that there's something rather impersonal and cold, objective about a contract But a covenant, that's, that's very, very different. See, a covenant isn't built on transaction, it's built on relationship. And it's constructed in such a way to actually deeper the relationship itself, which makes it highly personal. And to be honest with you, very subjective. There are feelings that are involved in a covenant, or as many that write, a pathos that underlines it. There is a trust that both parties want to enter into this covenant, which deepens the relationship that they have for one another. And if the covenant is breached, the greatest consequence is that a relationship has been broken. Now, I I just want to say right there that I think it's rather important to recognize that this breaching of a covenant that results in a broken relationship is really the foundation of what sin is about. We often see sin as individual acts or we see it as a condition we enter into because of our ancestral parents. But the bottom line is when this covenant of trust, highly emotive, deeply personal, completely intimate, is breached, that breaking of relationship, oh, that's really what sin is all about see it's it's not about failing to meet these if you will expectations of behavior as it is a disturbance a breaking in a relationship and in this case because we're talking about a covenant between us and God it's the breaking of the covenant between us and God. Now, if you know the, the scriptures, which I'm sure you do, there are a number of covenants. There's the covenant that God made with Abraham. Now, keep in mind all the time, we're not talking about a contract. We're talking about a covenant. This intimate, personal, drawing together of a relationship that's sealed in a covenant agreement. God's covenant with Abraham was that he would rise up and become a great nation. The covenant that God made with Moses was to set before him ten commandments that would be able to guide and direct his life. Oh, and there was an earlier covenant, the covenant that God made with Noah, that he would never again destroy the earth through flood. God made a covenant with David. And that covenant covenant was that his lineage, the generations that followed him, would rule over Israel forever. Now, again, I, I, I have to emphasize because of what I want to really focus on here is that This is about the deepening of a relationship. Here it is. The God of the universe, who could just stand apart and not care, wants a relationship with human beings and he establishes these covenant relationships that are deeply personal. Well, we know that in many ways the children of Israel no more than we could have didn't fulfill all the expectations of the covenant. As a matter of fact, what you see in scripture is God trying to call them back over and over again to this relationship that he wants to have, this covenantal relationship. Which is one of the reasons that in the Old Testament there are psalms like Psalm 103. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He does not deal with us according to our sins. So great is his love toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does God remove our transgressions from us. He's like a father who pities his children. He pities those who, f- who fear him. It's, it's showing that God is really a pursuing God. And that even though we have agreed to this covenant of deep relationship and the fulfillment of mutual commitments, That when we breach that, when we, if you will, sin against this relationship, God is not quick to bring down the hammer on us. But in fact, he wants to give us every opportunity so that we can receive his mercy and we can receive his grace. There are a number of places in the prophets where we see that God says to us, forsake your ways. Forsake your unrighteous thoughts. Return to the Lord so that he will have mercy. God loves to abundantly pardon us. Now, just recently, we talked about the whole idea of mercy, God's mercy, and how we cry out for mercy. But this is part of the idea here of what it means to enter a covenant relationship. And now, what we see is God, who's always pursuing, and we failed covenant after covenant, if you will, he then comes up with the new covenant. And that comes to us in Jesus. It was was definitely prophesied in Ezekiel chapter 36. But now it comes to us, this covenant that God wants to have a relationship with us. And his heart is in it. He has great feelings when we break covenant. And so in this new covenant, he promises to give us a new spirit and a new nature. He places his Holy Spirit within us so that we can fulfill the covenant. And then he sends Jesus to actually do our part of the covenant promise so that we will not be broken in our relationship with God. See, this idea of God wanting to enter into a covenant with us means that the God of the universe, he doesn't stand back and create the world and create life and let it go spinning on as it will. But he enters into our life. I want you to think about that. It matters to God that we're in relationship with him. It matters. I guess we could say it breaks his heart when we step out of covenant relationship with him and that God has promised us this idea of a lasting relationship. Maybe... Maybe this is a better understanding then of why Scripture talks about the fact that God is so slow to anger, steadfast in love, ready to forgive iniquity, transgression, and sin. I'm, I'm going to begin a seminar. I've done it only once before. It's a very small group of people, and we spend five days together. It begins next Monday. And on the very first day, what I want to talk about is how much God loves us first and that he longs for us to be in this, if you will, covenant relationship with him, My dear friends, it's it's not a harsh contract, impersonal, objective, legal. It's an intimate covenant, a desire for relationship. And that when we choose to live in ways inconsistent with the covenant promise that is ours in Jesus— That's what breaks fellowship with God. And according to Scripture, it seems as though it also breaks his heart. And so he's very patient with us and he woos us. And the greatest evidence of this love is certainly the sending of Jesus. For God so loved you. I'm baffled by this in some ways. That this perfect God would have a desire for a relationship with me. And he's provided a covenant to make that happen. One that is personal, fulfilling, and to be honest with you, completely For my benefit. Now, my desire here is not necessarily that we think of all the ways in which we fail to live up to the expectations of God. I want us to just consider the fact that God so loves us that he desires this relationship. He wants you. He longs for fellowship with you. You matter to him. May these truths sink deeply, ever so deeply into our hearts.